Welcome everyone, we're back. It's good to be back. I'm. Why is it always every episode that we go into the Shadow Realm? So for the audio onlys, we have about five seconds at the start of every episode where my webcam just decides it's not going to work. But how you doing, boys? Warner, good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Thank you. Albert, how are we doing, man? Uh, we're doing fine. I have my coffee as always. I'm ready, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. Nice. Well, I mean, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, first things yeah. first, the change in weeks. We we, we jumped a week, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we did. So we figured doing it, uh, doing the podcast on the off week would be less of a strain uh, for us. Uh, for uh, it, it would, the, the the race week is more packed, so we just figured you know it would be more chill to do it like this. So we're we're. Uh, going week by week once, and then we're gonna go back to the usual bi-weekly. Yeah. Nice. Oh, change things up. I mean, we came off of, we'll get to it in a minute, but we came off of probably one of the most exciting rounds that we've had in the season so far, I think, fair to say? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, so, for starters, uh, Eclipse showed up, and he won. Well, happens. Um, Green had a very good performance, I don't know if you guys saw. He actually was on pace with Eclipse, and I remember Eclipse saying that he actually had to push a lot to, uh, to, to gain the distance back that, we act that he actually lost to him. So, uh, while it might have not looked like it, like it on, the, on the cast, they were really, really scrapping it out, just not straight up fighting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing is that you, it's it's really rare that you get, and I know I was talking to McGee about this on the on the actual casting, um, rarely do you see someone show up just halfway through season, out of the blue, and then just like really just smash it out. Like just absolutely come in, come in swinging. And one of the main th reasons why I picked... Um, in fact, my, my money was on Mars to win the race. Um, so for anyone who did miss it, of course, you want to check out uh, the race round four uh, on the official racing game on Twitch. But also uh, we'll be having things like highlights coming out in due time. And the way the way that I looked at it is that you've got that experience of half a season uh, versus Eclipse. who's kind of coming out of the blue, but it really proved his worth. And it's not like it was an easy fight either, as you say. Uh, yeah, for sure. But to be honest, it seems like maybe it wasn't Mars's day because he hasn't really missed the checkpoint. He had a he had a pretty big lockup that lost him a couple of seconds, but he he fell into the hot lap mode very quickly, and it feels like Green and Eclipse were just better on the day. Uh, I think yeah, Breezy missed the checkpoint. So after uh, a really really solid performance in round three, uh, it seems like the the checkpoint miss just kind of I put him out of the race, but yeah, apart from that, the, that race was amazing. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if Warner, if you, if you, if you caught it, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something to watch. And we had Geet on the cast, which was amazing. He brought in like really, really insane vibes and it felt very cozy, so to speak. It was very nice. Very yeah, nice. I, I certainly had a lot of fun. Uh, the main, 
the main thing I look for when we're doing casting and co-casting uh, is not so much like having an encyclopedic knowledge, but that's not really what it's about. Mm-hmm. All I really look for is you have someone who has enough of an idea, knows what they're talking about on a core level, but just more importantly, they have that passion because it's like putting art on it's like you're putting art pen to paper canvas etc when you put your heart and soul into that art when it's you're passionate about that art um then you can't help on the other side you can't help but feel it and that is something that's why i've always loved uh being side by side with Gee. and you, you can look to honda fan cup you can look to the odd team wars cast we've done together it's you can tell we're both loving it uh i i love it bounce off each other really well and the same goes for all the the, the co-coms i've had so far i don't want to discredit the co- like people like scout who came in and really put in good work uh connie as well uh bringing in that good balance uh where we're in the country booth and that's not even to talk about all the other guys who are doing the other divisions like hand of god and samu i think they were a really good pairing as well so oh, yeah. they it, it's awesome honestly yeah and we've had someone hog cast for us I can say it now for quite a long time, to be honest. Uh, and they've always they've always been reliable, and they've always uh, br- they always bring in uh, their own viewers as well. So people definitely check out RH more. And we've actually had very nice uh, viewer numbers for for uh, D two Hit One recently. We've actually I think we had almost almost a hundred people uh, this time. Granted, it was a very good race. Uh, Minju draw, uh, drove away a little bit, uh, which is uncharacteristic, I want to say, for Minju, because he's, a, or at least I know him as a, he has a lot of pace, but he's very inconsistent. So for him to have such a clean, such a such a nice race, on a track that's very hard to get right consistently. I mean, props to him, you know. Mm. He, he definitely that was definitely a good showing from him. Consistency. Yeah. I mean, Warner, you're, you're probably best to speak on this because, like, you were actively racing in RH at one point, and of course now with uh, Team Wars and how that um, how that's been going. Because you went to you you went and joined uh, went and joined another team, didn't you, cheeky man? Yeah, yeah, I might have done. Um, <laughs> oh, did you? I didn't catch yeah, that. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm now in nude. Oh, well, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm, uh, it took me what two over two and a half hours to pass a tryout <laughs> oh that's actually not even that's not even bad like some tryouts are not easy so no, I, had, I don't know what I had the back new trial to back. is but yeah. oh I had back to back blueprints of being nine thousandths of a second away and being ten thousandths of a second away bruh um, well, but it yeah it is. it is quite good uh, going back to the race haven track though I did about three days worth of practice on this track Mm-hmm. And I could not get the hang of it. I, I was really? struggling as well. Yeah, I was in struggle town. I I did a twenty seven point two, and that was a random blip lap. Other than that, I was probably twenty seven point six. Yeah, I was stuck in high twenty sixes, and it felt very demotivating. It's it's mm. also kind of uh, a product of or a byproduct of me not racing very much recently. Uh, which I'm kind of missing, but then again, when I go into practice, when that actually happens, when I when I 
find the motivation, find the time. I feel like I'm very rusty and that demotivates me even more because I kind of get mad, on, mad at myself that from what was my peak at the time, uh, kind of, you know, came back to being like a second of pace. Uh, maybe with practice though. Maybe maybe I'll come back for, for race five, which is an amazing sky track by Kindle. Uh, but we'll get to that for sure. Yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to race five because race five, it, it just like visually, mm. it's such a spectacle. I mean, I'm not saying that the others aren't, uh, but you go from something that is like, yes, looks amazing, something like a ODL or something like we just had Presta Carreras um, or the Alban Ring, etc. Um, but you go from that, which are great but ground-based, into mm -hmm. something like Skyway, which is so different, which is so like up in the air, literally up in the air, um, with fully artificial terrain, fully artificial scenery. It's such a different vibe in a good way yeah it's 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 really nice it has that it has the really racetrack e feeling whether uh whether it's you know the the buildings around the the whole track idea itself because it uh it, it is inspired by another track in a different game uh but uh, i will say though uh that for people that think the track looks bland i will have a bit of a um an extension situation uh, beyond the curbs for people that will race uh, to give more color, to, to give people a bit more space for their wheels so they don't have to go on dirt. Uh, you know, some quality of life changes. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward. I'm Actually, I think I'm going to practice and see how I do. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. What about you guys? Because I know, uh, Sapi, you've, you've been going back to racing and Warner as, as well. Oh, uh, Warner, we'll start with you because you're the more active racer of us two. Well, uh, I've already, uh, I've already raced the new uh, round five track, mm -hmm. and I do kind of like it. Okay, I must admit it flows very well, and I was racing around it with Matt Clem, and we were just tearing some laps around it. It's just a track that just doesn't get boring because I'm sat there racing around it and i'm thinking i could have a car on my right i could have a car behind and it would be really good racing right now and it's got everything to be made for a good race oh for that sure. is gonna be yeah you have to say as green put it uh, a reverse maggots and beckets uh, from turn one to the downhill then you have a, a very nice very good overtaking opportunity after the downhill into the hairpin then a little tunnel section, you know, a little bit of a sweeping section, then a heartbreaking zone, then a chicane. So, I mean, it's everything you might need. And it, it is a very straightforward track, uh, but the first section is very hard to nail to get right. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to see uh, mm. how it all unfolds, especially because uh, he kind of woke up after we mentioned him, maybe, uh, but Hydra registered. And he's he's looking to race as well. That's going to be interesting hey, okay. for sure. Hey, yep. okay. I I like to cut your jib. So I on the whole track thing. Um, what I love about Skyway, what I love about Sky Tracks in general, is that there are very as far as track building goes, they're very high risk, high reward, in the sense that the 
skills that you need to craft them because you haven't got any baseline it's a lot mm-hmm. harder uh, mm-hmm. i'm just going to be up and say it. it's a lot harder to create a track from scratch rather than making an interesting integration of existing terrain um but that also means that you can perfectly sculpt it for really good racing and like warner says like when i um uh, recently gave it a bit of another shot. I was going to get a few more um, B-roll shots for the montages that go in the background of our uh, casts. Um, I just ended up racing. I just ended up hot lapping it because it was just so fun to drive. And like Warner was saying, you can have drivers around you and you can tell that with the considerations that have been made, things like runoff, track width itself, uh, how the corners actually flow and undulate and all this and all that, it's a good track for racing, and that's all that matters. It's just a really, really good track, in my opinion. But Hydra getting involved, uh, that's going to be a bit of a tonal shift from Ren Sport. I mean, we'll see. Let's hope, let's hope, let's hope. Because that would be, uh, well, comeback of the year, probably. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how well he'd do if, uh, if he actually races, so... You're so that he does. Hot yeah. take. I think that he might have a little bit of an initial wobble. Like okay. He's not going to hit the ground swinging. I'm not doubting that once he's in his element, he's going to be absolutely untouchable. He's going to be legendary. But I think that there is going to be a little bit of an initial adjustment period just because you're coming from, well, let's be real, a sim that isn't even out yet. Like, well, we we can we can't talk about things like physics model and how it feels compared to Forza because we've never tried it. The only guys that have tried it are people who went to go to like the the showcase beta events and the guys competing in R one and the R one build is probably a lot different from the beta build they got in those showcases. So you can't even go off of that first one. Yeah, I wonder how different it is because it has to have some consistency of course because it wouldn't get the kind of traction as a sim if you'd had wonky inconsistent physics um although we i think we touched on it in a previous episode there was murmurings that the physics seem a little bit off in a weird non-quantifiable way i think oversteer or like the cars a bit slidey but don't quote me on that anyone that's watching it knows uh that's what i did here like cars seem a bit unstable but to be honest uh, it, I, I think it was a hot take because I think uh, he's just gonna be top pace if he actually decides to practice and race. That that's just you know mm. just comes with the craft. Yeah, um, like I say, I'm not saying that uh, you're going to have like I'm not saying he's going to be uncompetitive, oh, but yeah. I think there is going to be an adjustment period. Whether we'll see that in actual race performance, I don't know. I honestly doubt it because they'll be putting in that practice to get acclimatized to Forza again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, it's not just a simple one to the other. Mm. Yeah, for sure not. Mm. And I'm looking forward to, if nothing else, to... Because uh, we, we got to talk about it. We, we got the new update, right? Yes. We got the new update. Um, first off, uh, another content banger, in my opinion. More mm-hmm. off-road focused this time around. Uh, which is like a bit mixed to some. I know dirt off-road is kind of like a Marmite kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But photo mode, big updates, uh, more mods for cars, uh, more event lab prop packs. So I think uh, we were talking about this initially when the uh, Oval 
came out into the map. Uh, we looked at the joins, and I think it was Vorti who said that this was going to become a prop pack for the event lab. Yes, that's what he said, because they seemed like they snap, and they do. Uh, we were hoping we, we weren't uh, going to have to remake our Skytrax to you know keep up with the with the new update, but it feels like, uh, except for like infield layouts or actual actual oval layouts, uh, there is a big possibility, or it's not very usable uh, to for making sky tracks. It's it's uh, it's a very wide uh, kind of road, but it's it's definitely a good addition and it's a good start. You know, maybe we mm. we get some actual uh, racetrack pieces. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. Yeah, uh, and other and other things in the in the update, uh, as you mentioned, uh, photo mode, uh, definitely useful for if we ever want to make uh, driver profile pictures, we can just have them stand in front of their cars. You know, uh, that could be cool instead of some some profile pictures that that some people have on Discord. <laughs> you know, it just uh, comes with the with the platform that we're on. Uh, but so definitely that, and then. Uh, the biggest update, apart from the cars, which I think we should come back to, because the quality definitely improved, uh, mm -hmm. the physics update. So yes. Torben physics. himself. Yes, he spoke. I'm, I'm going to take the liberty and and explain what's up. So, <laughs> uh, for competitive races or for competitive racing, uh, there are, there are a couple issues uh, that kind of uh, discredit. FH5 as a as a as a consistently uh, raceable game, so to speak. So when you when you you, you used to because it's it's fixed. Uh, so say you made a blueprint and uh, you set it to time of day, I don't know, evening, whatever, and clear weather. Um, so every time you would uh, launch the blueprint. And every time you would restart the blueprint, because launch and restart are two different uh, kind of code blocks, so to speak, uh, in the in, in the source code, that the temperatures would be different and the skybox would be different because the game has a list of skyboxes for each time of day and each weather, and it picks one randomly. So that's the first issue. Practice is different from the race. Each practice blueprint can be different, uh, etc. But then uh, there came the issue that if you run in online, uh, it would make it so each person could have a different skybox. Uh, so that's obviously an insane issue. And if you set the weather to, uh, to wet, for example, it will also make for different conditions for every player. So that's a that that would that effectively made wet races impossible, and that kind of made night races impossible because every player could have different tire temps because uh, it would just it would just load the tires uh, in different at different speeds for for each players whatever. Uh, let's not go into it that much. So essentially, what they did now is every time you. Uh, you select the time of day for the blueprint. Every time the blueprint is loaded, every single time, from the list of presets, list of skyboxes, it always picks the first one on the list that the game has. 
So every player will always have the same skybox for that set time of day, no matter how many blueprints you make uh, in how many different places, it's always going to be the same skybox for, for the set time of day. And uh, same for the weather. So that's one issue that was fixed. And another issue that was fixed is, uh, you know, when you, when you set the time progression to rolling, right? Mm. It, yeah. So what it used to do is it there was like a deterministic phase where it rolled the weather for 30 minutes. And then after 30 minutes in multiplayer, it would uh, desync. And every single player would have their own... Uh, their own rolling time, so to speak. So it could start raining for some people, it could stop raining for some other people. And now how it works is for the first 30 minutes, the deterministic phase, it runs the same for everyone. And then after the 30 minutes, it stops at that point. And everyone just, and it just like stays like that until the end of the blueprint. So these are two insanely huge changes for the competitive scene. And I mean, you know, what do you think? We might see some... Some night races, some wet races, we'll see. Could be fun. Oh, night race. Because, like, more enduro stuff mm. and things like night races were always off the table, weren't they? But I wonder how you'd adapt existing, like, competitive maps to be, like, f built for night, if that makes sense. Because you can't always rely on headlights. On headlights? Oh, you mean... Yeah. Uh. Yeah, you need some sort of lighting around the track. And the yeah, one track, track the one track that could be lit, which could be amazing, Skyway. Yeah. But that tanks the FPS. The more lighting you do, the more it tanks the FPS. I think we had that in Sierra Verde in uh, in the other league where Mark put those little lights on uh, in some places and it would make it literally undrivable for some people. Even in the day, because the lights stay on for some reason. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe if we if we find that the that the changes are actually in place, because I think Breezy and Green already tested the skyboxes and those work. Uh, maybe we have race six in the evening. We'll see. Ooh. Yeah, that could that could be that could be fun. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about the overall quality of updates lately? Because I feel like they've improved a lot. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, the the last three, four updates have, in my opinion, hit it out of the park. Yeah. I, they, they seem to... I'm not sure what changed, or if anything changed, um, but it seems like a... almost like a switch has been flipped somewhere in the offices and somewhere in the minds of the team behind the... Um, behind the... Uh, words uh, <laughs> but whatever's whatever's different it seems like they've been putting out banger after banger after banger i mean you've got midnights at horizon you've got high performance you've got now the overlanding update to explore the horizon you've got pretty much like nothing but top-notch stuff and updates that we've been requesting and all of these different like f fixes and things that we genuinely have been asking for for a while. I'm I'm glad we seem to be on the turnaround now, where it's not just the focus on. I'm gonna call it like asinine stuff. 
um, stuff that nobody um, really wanted, per se. Um, of course, us speaking from the competitive aspect of things, we've got very different perception to, I call it, the more casual um, audience and more casual side of things. Uh, we want different things than, say, the guy who just picks it up on Game Pass and wants to dick around with every single car in existence. Uh, we've got two very different perspectives, but it seems like that they are looking to address the core pitfalls that a lot of people have been asking about. Like, uh, for instance, here, the, the changes to the weather simulation, the changes to um, the deterministic, non-deterministic parts of the uh, race. That doesn't just impact the competitive community. That also impacts people who want to put on things like uh, party games, creative challenges, um, yeah. all sorts. It really feels like a proper 180 um, where we had updates that kind of were mid, uh, like the whole new to Forza thing. That kind of lost all meaning for a while, didn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, now the cars that actually get added are either new to Forza or returning cars that are very requested or just overall liked by the community. And it also feels like we've been paired as a competitive side of the community by the devs. Uh, you can even see in the, in the art, in the, not article, in patch notes, that specifically those changes that I talked about uh, just a couple minutes ago, there's a developer note, which is like a couple paragraphs that uh, speaks about the competitive community and like competitive integrity and speaks about working with the competitive community to fix the things that were broken and it feels like we're kindly we're kind of getting uh, noticed and appreciated uh, by the devs and it definitely feels very good and it feels like the reception was also really really good of the expansion uh, you could see when they mentioned the, the fixes everyone uh, every person in chat was someone from Team Wars or, or, or RH or another competitive community just like saying, yeah, amazing, finally, wow, that's a huge change. Mm. Definitely puts a smile on your face. And I hope they feel, the devs feel appreciated for that as well and will continue, you know? Yeah. For sure. Sums it up pretty accurately. <laughs> well, <laughs> It's things that, <laughs> things that you want and when they come, it's great. I don't really have a that that seems like an insanely simple and basic concept, but it's one that we want to hammer home. It's that these are things that we've been asking for, fixes we've been asking for for quite a long time, and it's great to see that coming through um, for just the long-reaching effects uh, that it has on the whole game. Um, and these are some issues in in some cases to the core game. Uh, that are now being properly addressed. And the fact that we've actually got like this developer note that is about like three, four, five hundred words along. Like it's it's a big developer note and it properly goes into detail about what actually like what is actually going on within the game. It makes sense. And this is perfect for like us, the kind of people that really want to learn this game, to know this game at its core, uh, having to uh, basically rely on guesswork doesn't help much for anyone. So, yeah, like, did the physics change this time or not? Mm. That type of deal. 
Yeah, and it's just two things stand out to me with these past few updates, and this one in particular with Torben's developer note. The one thing is that they've got their ears to the ground. They're properly listening, and that is beyond amazing. Like, it's great to see. Of course, you've got your bug fixes. Of course, you've got your quotas and the rest of it. Um, like, Am I particularly asking for the Cupra Tabascan to be added to the game? No, no, but it is a cool <laughs> car. It is a cool car nonetheless. I respect it, and there's probably a deal somewhere. So I respect it nonetheless. Yeah, people um, like the pickups, though. I don't, but mm. I mean, it's I'm not the only person playing. They're definitely cool. Yeah, and I think um, this is something that we've got to keep in mind, and this this goes for everyone. Um, is that without a doubt? Uh, everyone wants different things from the game. And when it's things like core issues, of course, everyone's going to be in like proper like, full fanfare mode. Uh, thing, like the physics thing, everyone was jumping up at joy at. Um, of course, you're going to have cars that you do like. You're going to have cars that you don't like. People are still yelling about the Nissan Suru, uh, but that's not going to change <laughs> the fact it's not in the game yet. Um, core Doesn't point seem is... Like it's coming. We need to Maybe. we need to look at it and put it in perspective. And sometimes it does take people saying that okay, maybe this update well, it has stuff for me, but this update is not for me. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. the the theme is off road, right? So naturally, all the road racers and a lot of the competitive guys aren't going to take much interest to all the mods they've added for overlanding and much of the new pickups and crossovers and SUVs. But there's still stuff there that we care about, like core bug fixes and that physics stuff. So I think the balance is finding something, like finding something for everyone. It's an immensely difficult challenge, but they've been really nailing it these past few weeks. There's actually one more thing to address. And that is, uh, I don't know if you guys caught that, and I hope I'm not spoiling it for anyone. It's not a movie. Uh, Donut is coming back, it seems like. It, they teased it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and they Speaking did say... bad updates in the past, past. Yeah. You know, I, they did I kinda, say... You I, liked I, it? I No, I, I was I was kind of liked parts of it. Um, okay. I was Marmite on the whole thing, uh, because I remember the update being of course like revealed um i did wonder how they were going to handle like the branching upgrade paths and trees and i found out immediately you can cheese that to all hell um like the the active upgrade shop in the overworld that was cool i like that having a test track again that was cool i like that shame it's never explored again outside of this one story it's these to be coming back, actually. It's on the, that, yeah. the, the screen mm. for the next month. But that is one thing that I disliked about previous updates. Um, and slightly, it's slightly alleviated now, even though we kind of have uh, a little bit of it in the case of the high-performance update. Of course, we had the oval being put in, but that oval's not permanent. Um I would have liked to see it be permanent in somewhere like the farmlands uh, and that just be a permanent fixture. That would have been really cool, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. But the whole evolving world thing, I get it to an extent. Uh, what I really didn't like, and I want to hear your guys' opinions on this, 
is the fact that they will try out ideas uh, and then never fully commit to them or not make them a bigger part of the actual game. Like you have a good idea and then it's just confined to this one specific scenario and never used again. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, maybe with the with the amount of or with the improvement of quality that we got, maybe this update, this return of Donut actually is good because uh, I think even the Donut boys, uh, the Donut media, the actual IRL people, uh, they spoke out about uh, the update being a bit lackluster, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, this being a two-part update might mean that they will improve on their mistakes, which is, I mean, which is the hope. Yeah, we'll see. Definitely. Yeah. We will, we will see. Um, uh, I do remember that they did have a little bit of... Um, they did have a little bit of a problem with uh, how much actually made it to the end of the uh, actual update. Because um, mm. I, and don't quote me on this, I, I think that they said that uh, the team came in, of course, did all, like, they did the mocap for the cutscenes, stuff like that. Uh, they scanned pretty much all of the cars, like, including things like Hilo, etc. Um, yeah. But that just never made it to the game. Um, I think this is where we're going to see that, but it also makes me question why it wasn't in the OG update, because if you had it all there, I don't well, know. Maybe they had... run out of time. Some, maybe. Somehow. Um, actually, with some of the tech that they use to do these sort of captures, the, you're talking tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of like uh, complex laser scanning equipment and a lot of devs behind it i'm not going to presume i don't want to presume because it's not fair and i don't want to talk nonsense when i'm not in that industry um i'm not in the offices i don't know how it works but it, it does seem a little bit backwards to me maybe you're right they're on a crunch timeline uh but they surely knew that shipping out the story without these kind of icons getting involved. So I, I know you had um, James with his sort of uh, Euro, Euro domestic market, like he had his golf. Um, but to ship it without those icons, like the icons of the, the team, the franchise, that is, I, I'm surely that was a misstep they may have seen coming. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, we'll see what happens, I guess. That's, uh, I mean, the only thing we can do is wait and see what actually what actually comes out of it. But yeah, uh, I don't know actually what the, I mean, that's only speculation, but after some of the devs leaving the team to create, I think their own studio, right? Uh, yeah, it seems Maverick. Like, um, yeah, Maverick. Maverick Games. That was it's a whole thing. Yeah, what what's that? Are they still making like racing games, or what's that about? Do you know? I'm I actually gonna check. I don't know. I don't really think we know anything about the studio. Um, mm -hmm. All that we really know is that they splintered off to form their own studio, and they're focused on AAA experiences. We don't really have anything else to go off of, like no hints of the type of IP or what IP they're developing, or if they're gonna get existing stuff or. I really don't know. Um, I will say it's probably 
unlikely and i remember investigating this initially uh when i was going to do a content piece on it but that fell through due to timings um most of the losses seem to be on the fable side of pgg so you of course had the team that was working on horizon and then you had the team that was working on the new fable game uh purely through backtracing of like job listings uh because of course you need to re-recruit for this mass exodus right yeah. Most of the job descriptions and job profiles that were open were explicitly stated to be for Fable. Um, if yeah. that is, I'm not saying correlation implies causation, but there's reasonable evidence there to suggest that the football they either needed more people for Fable on the team, or that most of the footfall heading over to Maverick was Fable. Yeah, for sure. That also seems like uh, the the them leaving. It's either a case of them uh, kind of being in a disagreement, and then after after the people leaving, the team just uh, kind of doing what they what they wanted to do uh, without them. Or maybe they figured, hey, the devs are leaving. Uh, time to get to work. Uh, nevertheless, whatever the reason is. Uh, we've been getting again amazing updates, and uh, well, hope it keeps going. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about the, I don't know about the fable, or I know, I know that they've been designated to work on that more. Uh, but I don't really know more, if I'm being honest. Mm. Yeah, because we we're not like flies on the wall. We don't really know. I think what it is safe to say is that you had. On the horizon side a major refocus uh, in terms of the con the content that they're putting out on a month-to-month -month basis uh so it could have gone one or two ways or one or three ways or however many which uh it could have gone the direction of okay uh we've got like these amount of this this amount of staff leaving uh now we have a bit of a power vacuum but we also have de-restriction on what we can do maybe um maybe like mike and the uh like the team that did leave uh were pushing the direct like a less favorable direction for the updates mm -hmm. um also could be the complete opposite side of the coin um they could have left voluntarily after facing pressure and then the execs turn around and did a 180 and said oh shoot um this looks bad for us we need to get our act together to prove that people can still have faith in our franchises we don't know that it could go any manner of ways um but what regardless of how the turnarounds happened the turnaround that we've seen is very positive for forza and it, it does give me a good amount of hope for uh what comes next yeah for sure i mean uh it's hard to predict anything right now uh but there is one thing that is safe and that is forza motorsport because I think those are playground devs, right? That that uh, left the studio. So uh, we're fine on that front. And speaking of game development, I know you guys you don't play that uh, the game series, but Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. Uh, we have some news, and I don't know if you know how the game works in in terms of uh, the player houses and well, like the have a hotel. car collection. Yeah, there's gonna be. <laughs> The player houses are not going to be in the main game from launch. And I, I have no idea what the devs are smoking. Oh, but 
<laughs> unless they have like a secret master plan like that this seems like a like such a terrible decision uh i mean i'm still gonna play the game and try it mm. but holy that seems like like the community is very dissatisfied yeah it's gonna be like uh for people asking it's gonna be uh like a hotel system that you can stay in and that's basically it that yeah so counter to what tdu is like what what i I know right yeah i i genuinely don't have words that that's the thing um because you've got almost like pillars cornerstones that a game franchise is built upon um so for like test drive like it's got its pillars player houses and like actually having the experience of you being like an actual character who's going out buying houses getting nice stuff uh turning it into more of like an mmo kind of experience that is is test drive in the same way that I'm kind of worried about the Crew Motorfest, uh, because one of its cornerstones is that massive map. And then you have, of course, it going to Hawaii. And then what we've seen from the trailers, it looks like a kind of Horizon style map rather than the whole scale of America thing. I, I don't get what it is with most like franchises now, but they seem to be like cashing in, almost like throwing in their identity they seem to be throwing away their identity a little bit um for trying to chase just whatever the current trend is um in this case the trend seems to be early access is apparently your best friend and free tester yeah for sure i mean i don't know i don't know man i don't know what to think about that we'll see uh actually are there new are there any news about the new the crew because i I haven't seen anything anywhere. Whereas that TDU at least gives those like cute little community notes, mm. like what we, what we've been doing. To give uh, them but, uh, a yeah. bit of a mulligan here, um, I know that they've been open about the fact that they have like an internal beta program, mm -hmm. uh, and that I think, according to a couple of Twitter posts, is like ending the the final thing or like yeah. nearing the final thing. Um, but they've been very tight lipped under uh, otherwise. And one thing is that if we if we haven't seen anything, it's safe to assume that anyone who has even seen a minute second of gameplay footage is under the strictest of NDAs um, because they don't want people misconstruing their content. Of course, people are going to try and leak it out, but that gets smited down very, very quickly. Sure. Um. Yeah. So we're not going to see anything new until that beta phase wraps up, until they're ready to show more. Do you think FH5 is getting some compet uh, competition? Or do you think it's going to be like a, a bit of a different genre of games? Because I feel like we, we look at FH5 from the competitive perspective, but it seems like from the point of view of a, of a regular, regular player, uh, FH5 and say Test Drive, uh, or even the crew, they seem like very similar games. And I actually wonder, because I don't think Need for Speed was much of a competitor. Competitor, These are completely different franchises. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, do you think do you think it's going to light a fire again under, under the devs' uh, um, rear ends? You know? Hmm. That's a good question. Especially with FM8 
coming around. So, you know, FH5 will get a bit less, uh, maybe, attention. I actually don't know how that's going to work. I think with Forza Horizon 5, it's gone such a... Such a way... It, it, I, I see Forza Horizon 5, Test Drive, and the crew sort of go in the same way as, like, Fortnite, Warzone, and something else, where they've done a big map, Mm-hmm. They've all got the same sort of ideas, but they're all slightly different, and it's just whatever the user prefers. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, they've all sort of got the same. You do a race, you buy the houses, you do more races, you would then unlock more races, you unlock more parts, and things like that. They've all got that progression. But I think it's the end game where Forza in the end game is you get into the competitive scene. And then you start racing against the real players. They all sort of have that, but it's not as big as what Forza has, because Forza is more of a competitive game, I feel. Mm, maybe not Horizon, but definitely more like an arcadey, uh, free spirit feeling, so to speak. Because Test Drive Unlimited has, has always been this game about. Uh, collecting cars, you know, cruising, driving them, and uh, not so much about racing. You obviously do races uh, to get the money, but you have houses, you collect your cars, you display them. That's always been the most important part. Whereas in FH5, the money is kind of thrown at you, and you're supposed to do whatever you want with with uh, the cars that you get, which is an amazing prospect to, uh, I would say, especially the younger players, the younger player base. Uh, the people that just want to, you know, go in, have a bit of fun, and then leave. Because Test Drive Unlimited kind of promotes, you know, having a wheel, maybe, you know, enjoying some good music, and and kind of just driving around. There's not mu- there's not that much to do. It feels more like a car enthusiast game. It, it, it's, yeah, someone, I'm going to borrow this from chat. This is kind of a lifestyle game. You want this IRL. You want this, but you don't have it, so you do it in-game. Yeah, I think that we've got two fronts that I think a lot, and, and this is just like the games in general, games industry in general, struggling. Uh, we're seeing, for one, uh, we're seeing a bit of a convergence and how everyone suddenly wants to do the same thing. So mm-hmm. suddenly the Crew Motorfest is looking like... Um, very Forza Horizon-y. Uh, suddenly, you've got like Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown throwing in a bit of its identity and trying to appeal to, uh, I guess, like less of the lifestyle and again more Horizon-y. Um, I think that what you need to do is, although they faltered on the post-launch support, you need to do something like what Need for Speed Unbound did. You commit to an identity, you commit to your own space, and you nail it. Like, Unbound had its problems, sure. And it didn't get the post-launch support in the same way that Heat didn't get the post-launch support, except the studio actually survived this time around. Uh, But the key thing is that they went for something. They went for something unique. Like, they really honed in the art style. Um, And I I, I like the whole tags thing. I I like the whole uh, cel-shaded cartoon-style graphics. You want it. You, you you really want it and um i think having that system for that game works and if mm-hmm. they have more unique stuff like that across the board 
then that would be great. The other thing is barriers to entry. So mm. you're seeing a lot of games kind of want to make it as easy as possible to everyone. You don't want anyone feeling like they can't experience something, uh, which creates kind of like a, a false dynamic where there's no ceiling, but simultaneously you have to keep coming on. You've got, on one hand, you've got enough credits to bankrupt a small country, and then on the other hand, you have to complete said arbitrary objectives on the playlist to get this car or it never comes up again, and you have to pray that the auction house is not selling it for exorbitant prices if you ever miss out on that one week. You're on holiday, say goodbye to that trainer, say goodbye to that mission R. You've got this weird double dynamic, um, and... Some games you can balance it out, make it work, um, but other games you really don't. Um, what I think did really well is, um, do you remember near the end of Horizon 4's life cycle? Well, with, uh, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> uh, sorry, Album. Sorry. I do. I do. You mean the, you mean the backstage pass? Yes. I know about that one. Yes. yes. The backstage okay. passes. Those were great. Though, yeah. those those were great and yes they were kind of like a small signal like a small flag of hey we're kind of reaching the end of things guys it's been a good run um but it was that opportunity for people to like cash in and get what they missed out on was um, it just buying the cars uh that you missed for real money or how does that work or how effectively did that work? you went to the backstage you voted for yeah. one of two cars to be added to backstage um and then you were able to grab the car by changing passes, like exchanging passes. Um, so instead of they, like the seventy percent completion reward being a like an expensive but accessible car, it'll be the backstage pass. You take the yeah. backstage pass to backstage, and you get one of these exclusive cars uh, that you maybe not gotten before. Um, except like it had a limit. I think it was like one per account uh, for backstage pass cash-ins, or if you already had it yeah. in your account. Although that one I can't verify. If you already had that car in your account, I think you couldn't get it again. But I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was a very, it was a very good way of picking up cars you sort of missed, and especially for me when I was late to Forza Horizon Four. I think I joined in its last year. Those passes saved me a lot of the time. I was able to get cars that I wasn't able to find on the uh, on the market. Yeah. I remember the backstage pass basically saved me uh, because I'm so frustrated because this was right about the time that work was getting really difficult for me. I was going through a really difficult time, so I never committed to this finishing this video idea, but I ended up coming up with the equivalent of like finishing your Forza Pokedex. Um, and th things like the backstage pass and um, reruns of the series um, playlists, that was my god said that was my lifeline uh, it, it's a shame that that video never came out because i had so much fun and i really love that system yeah that's actually i i think that interests me a lot about the new releases which is how the new games especially test drive how they uh, handle the kind of fomo me mechanics or slash updates slash uh, adding new cars to the game because uh, as you mentioned in forza it's if you miss one week, you miss a car, you can try to snipe it, but it won't be available until, uh, until I don't know, until the, the interest drops and you can actually buy it from the auction house. 
but for a game like the crew uh for a game like test drive uh or whatever it's is coming out uh i'm very interested in how they kind of handle the you know the the new content how that actually works because it's it's a very difficult task to keep people playing a racing game if it's not a racing game or a car oh to keep people playing a car game because uh in essence those games are you get in you drive around and you do whatever you want and especially test drive it's a game where you just go and cruise and probably meet some people because it's supposed to be like a car mmo or whatever uh i'm very interested to see how they handle it and if forza devs maybe you know look there and be like oh can i copy your homework yeah but don't change it change it a little bit you know we'll see i would say looking at the other kind like the other games uh, one thing that i am very thankful for uh the horizon 5 actually stopped Mm-hmm. is like the the special variants we'll call it of cars uh i know that they did the pre-order cars uh which were a pain the welcome pack uh the welcome pack uh you've still got um that is kind of like the only case oh but saying that they did the opi didn't they they did the opi for gt they did and they did the zonda the oreo zonda um mm. i mean i don't think people care as much about uh, the clothing, the Doritos clothing or whatever yeah. that they added. I, if, uh, it, it's, if it's like side stuff, I can yeah, excuse that's fine. it. That's I, fine. I, what I don't like is specific like locked variants of cars. Yeah, 32 um, and in coupe, fact, I'm gonna, Ford Coupe. Yeah, yeah in no, fact, I'm going to go back on this a little bit. Um, I'm going to retract my point upon further consideration because you had the OPI GT, you had the Oreo Zonda, and then you have the the 32 Coupe, which was tied to buying a controller for £90. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> I'm not paying £90. Yeah, and Steam players can't... I'm, I'm going to borrow again from chat, and Steam players apparently can't get the Ford and the GT OPI. So, Wait, they actually can't get it? I didn't know that, but I guess they I guess they can't. That's Jeez. actually such a bummer. Mm. Wow. Especially yeah. cuz I think the Zonda uh, Oreo is like very slightly better than the standard Zonda C, mm. uh, which I don't think many people care about. They would care if it was a meta car. Uh, yeah. it's a very dangerous that, a game point. to play. The yeah. um and I think kind of way what I meant to start this point with and what probably would have been a better um introduction is that the um not so much like the exclusive cars like the pre-order cars but Mm -hmm. they seem to be making sure that those exclusive cars aren't busted because the pre-order cars were straight up broken like like some of them you put them in the right conditions in like s1a they were beyond busted where like did untouchable. the like the, the McLaren? The I remember it was the McLaren 720s oh. pre-order car. That was ridiculously good, mm. and it was actually unfair. It was actually unfair. Like I ended up deleting it from my inventory. I was that mad about it. Oh my god! Uh, like, what about the Shelby yeah. Monaco? Was it like a car pass car or or whatever? What the King Cobra? Yeah, that one. Um, because it's I like remember it was like was... Meta S1, S2. Was that car? Yeah, I think it was. Um, it was either car pass or it was like a... no, no, no. It wasn't car pass. It was um, 
one of the car packs uh something jackson something jackson okay. um barrett jackson pack barrett jackson can, bang, i'm bingo. gonna uh <laughs> yeah i'm gonna support myself with chat again uh they're being very good today but yeah i would I, I mean i would say that seems crazy to me that they did that in fh4 but then you can see uh the hot wheels expansion with the amazing uh, bat to the blade bt62 and so on and so forth which rendered uh the what's it called the ccgt ccgt yeah completely worthless in terms of getting world records of course mm. uh, well, i think yeah. the thing to um consider with that one is um the cope king cobra and then things like bad to the blade bt62 is apples to oranges mm. uh because the king cobra was extremely powerful, but only in this one specific scenario, like drag races. Um, the no, icon no, I mean, come no it was it was meta for S one and S two. It was like the most handling power build in the game. At least that's where that's what my uh, GRT friends told me. So if 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 that's wrong, go to them, go to the server, yeah. and tell them they're, yeah. they're stupid. I I mean I am. I mean, we can have a whole episode if we wanted to, to talk about meta uh, power builds and stuff like that. Um, like, I, I think this power build potential uh, was very strong. It's um, about 1,000 horsepower, 800 kilograms, full arrow, yeah. or whatever. I, I genuinely don't remember it being... And... I, don't, I, don't, I didn't realize that it was that meta in the higher classes, but I think more of the apples to oranges part is that... Um, with the uh bad to the blade and bt62 um there's two things to consider it's like one that they are like they're part of the expansion um and expansion versus car pack it's kind of a different dynamic because you need a halo car uh car packs you can just sort of throw whatever cars you want in there but and this is the same way that they approach game design with um things like um uh, things like a uh, sort of character, uh, character-driven games. Uh, things like uh, if you played Overwatch, uh, what they do is they deliberately make the new characters they introduce busted OP for like a week, um, and in order to get people playing, in order to get people on it, uh, and then dial it back games, down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of games do this. Uh, the only difference, and the only issue with H five is um, in the case of the Bad Blade and the BT sixty two, is that you can't nerf cars you can't just come out of the blue and nerf cars you can tweak physics models but you cannot just straight up nerf a single car that is not how it works and yeah, also and would be disingenuous that would be disingenuous too you got like this expansion uh, and people might buy it and people do buy it on the uh, premise of like oh they got this really cool car like the venom f5 actually is specially designed for the Hot Wheels expansion to be the only car that can pass the arbitrary speed limit. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah things yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, It would be a bit of a baited switch and also inconsistent. Yeah, you could obviously argue that in a game like Horizon, uh, the the meta or, or the, the power level of cars is not the main focus. Uh, but if they lock some cars behind a paywall in, in motorsport. That could be a bigger problem, especially if those are like GT cars or LMP cars, the cars that are used in competitions. Hmm. Uh, that could be a problem. And I think they, they yeah. need to be very careful about what they do about that. 
yeah. just do not fall into the you know the, the broken car behind the paywall thing again pay to win yeah yeah because you do worry about pay to win at that point and um like i i still maintain that um the king cobra isn't pay to win in the same way that the bad to the blade and the bt62 are pay to win uh purely because the situational aspect of it comes into play like power builds absolutely busted but technical tracks screwed uh you put the bt62 or the bad to the blade short of like top speed tracks those things will dominate pretty much everywhere mm -hmm. um but yeah if if it's safe to say they're going to introduce something like the playlist or the seasonal system where you get cars coming in on a regular basis um i will say that they better make sure that the core categories like gt3 prototypes um like touring cars even all the rest of it that is core and that is accessible because mm -hmm. otherwise the competitive guys like tora um mea uh, dor those guys will eat you for breakfast yeah actually speaking of Tora, i think the last um the last endurance event which don't kill me i don't remember what it was uh there were like more than a couple dcs doing during every stint and uh seems like fm7 has been struggling more and more with servers lately because that's always been the issue um why I'm talking about it is uh, we were talking about driver swaps, possibly, like live stewarding, team comms, uh, stuff like that. But if the servers are bad, uh, the, I mean, the community will not be happy. I don't know if you guys if you guys caught that, but many teams were speaking out about uh, disconnects over and over and over again for no particular reason, really. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, the the Tora it was TEC, the Endurance Championship. Yeah. Um. So they had uh, eight hours of I think it was Watkins Glen. Mm -hmm, um. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. I mean, first off, Rise ESV uh, Apollo. Apollo. Um, uh, great job because I think um, Apollo won a category and Rise won a category. Yeah, Apollo won um, X, I think. Really yeah. good performance from so, them. So awesome stuff. Um. They they really pulled it out of the, the hat, like all of these teams. And I think the other thing to remember is that uh, this is fundamentally a dead game. I, I know that sounds okay. crude. No, no, well. no, hear me out. This sounds, this sounds crude. This sounds super crude and super mean. But at its, like, if you want the official definition, the game is end of life. The game yeah. is not dead in terms of activity no that is not what i mean at all um but what i do mean is that we can't expect a perfect experience from a game that has been end of life for quite a while now and i understand to an extent i'm not excusing it i'm not saying it's acceptable because the game is still active and the game still has a community that it should be catering for but yeah. um I'm not saying either that we should expect a bulletproof experience, especially given some of those servers that are powering FM7 and keeping it up are likely going to be gradually 
like reduced in favor of more FM twenty twenty three space. But yeah, the disconnect situation was just like like that is not acceptable on any level, regardless. Yeah. There was fifteen I wanna say fifteen disconnects in one of the lobbies at one point. Oh my god. Um, is that just in I one may heat? be getting my numbers wrong. Uh, yeah, I think I in the top split. I think in the top split. There was so 15. That's, that's wow. really big. And to be honest, uh, we don't hear about it now. We don't feel like it's a it's that big of an issue. I mean, it is that big of an issue, but it doesn't get as much traction now. But if FMA comes around and the game is actually uh, a viable esport, which we are assuming it will be, let's just assume that. Uh, we could have another, you know, R Factor 2 Le Mans situation. Uh, where the top drivers just speak out about how how broken the game is. Because I don't know if you guys, for anyone that doesn't know, or if you guys don't know, uh, a while back now, a couple months back, uh, the, the the developers of R Factor 2 bought the rights to Le Mans Virtual. And um, during the event, uh, I think the IP leaked and they got DDoSed a couple times, which resulted in people like in teams like Redline with Max Verstappen. Server stability, absolutely. Yeah. Um, they just need consistent, stable servers, and that is already, I think, 90% of um, online problems resolved mm -hmm. because a lot of the problems with FM7 right now uh, can be boiled down to either random disconnects, uh, inconsistent net code and collisions, or you occasionally have the moment where the game completely fritzes out and lobbies like straight up break. But those are much fewer and far between. Oh my god, imagine dedicated servers to a new game. Oh, that would be, that would be lovely. Well imagine and this this is like crazy talk. Mm -hmm. But imagine they pulled almost like a source and you had like a community uh, proper community server browser again. Okay. Wait, I, is, was that a thing? Well, do you remember um like it, it isn't the same grade uh but the all the way back in like horizon one uh motorsport four you had a proper lobby browser and like if you wanted to go into say a car football game you can see like there's six oh. seven lobbies going on yeah. um and yeah. some of them could be public you could make your own private ones um that was proper proper good times and um with that in mind, I think it would be... I know that Horizon 2 had this whole big messaging about the seamless experience, no more lobbies. Lobbies, in some cases, are a good thing. They sure. are, yeah. in a lot of cases, a mm. good thing. Um, so having that kind of browser, um, especially if you want to extend the game's lifetime, um, looking at all sorts of games, heck, a set of Corsa... Um, looking at uh, further around the community, like until very recently, uh, a lot of Call of Duties with their community clients and community browsers. And I have a, hot, a lot of stuff to say about that, so you better shut me up. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll not shut you up yet. Uh, but yeah, it's especially even if it's a uh, if in a form of a subscription or a one-time payment for for uh, for a server, it would be a amazing powerful tool for uh for event organizers like rh like imagine being able to set up an event uh a week in advance when the race when the race week starts and people being able to go on the server 
uh, get some practice runs in, then have a proper countdown to qualifying, whatever, to the race, yada, yada, being split split into, into heats. Uh, I feel like that's that would be the most powerful tool they could give us apart from uh, results in data out, <laughs> which will. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I mean don't happen. take away my data out wizardry man don't don't take away my data wizardry it could i mean that's that's probably the biggest thing that we could get uh in the new game or improved in fh5 right uh results in data out because every community that uses uh bots to register including rh obviously uh every community that like fida that does result backdating right now and i think they're close to being done uh they all would make so would have so much use uh, out of it and i mean i don't know if it's not a thing obviously but a man could dream you know man could dream well i'll mention this every single episode and i'm sorry but yeah this is your annual uh data out mentioned from alband there you go (laughs) yeah i mean data out's coming clutch um I will say, and I I am going to get a little bit of ego on this one, I think, uh, but I'm really happy that this kind of sort of microcosm has kind of built. Of, of course, you had the original uh, release of Horizon Plus, and then since then we've had so many, you've had so many people design their own dashes, really get into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's super cool to see. Um just how like one thing can spur on a whole plethora of like different designs and creativity in the same way that um livery design and like map design uh although not to the same scale you have like one or like you have like an original point and the start of an idea and it's evolved into something much more yeah for sure i mean it's it's again the the community taking things uh taking matters into their own hands and i mean without the issues that the game has uh there's a high chance that the community wouldn't be that strong you know and that like knowledgeable about the game because you need that knowledge to know uh, what you can do and what you can't do and how to kind of um, yeah you know it it's yeah, that weird the issues it's that weird like double like dichotomy in a weird way mm-hmm. because like although we built so much more around it horizon plus wouldn't exist if the game had split times yeah if if the game because that was the original reason i tried to create it yeah it was to restore split times and in the end succeeded we kind of well yes but actually no Um, yes and yes and um while we didn't get raw split times in a sense that kind of opened the door to say right split times not possible in the traditional way like and also cheeky note for the rally adventure expansion i notice you you just update the lap timer on lap zero you don't do split times cheeky what wait wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Ooh. Ooh. rewind rewind <laughs> no, uh, we, back. I, I did some investigating um okay. in order to see if there was any like extra flags or extra data that we could use um mm. as part of like the quest for split times uh what the game actually does for the split gates when you play horizon rally and this mm-hmm. was super fun to investigate um is that the game technically records almost like a lapped race um 
No. So the splits are functionally, uh, although it doesn't output 100% consistently in data, functionally, uh, the actual rally stage is the equivalent of doing like a three or four lap race. Um, no, they all, didn't. All that changes uh... is that you're not updating the lap counter. You're still technically on lap zero, mm -hmm. but your lap time updates. Um, that's so bad. I'm yeah. sorry, but that's so bad. Oh, well, uh, I, I'm not happy about it, but I will give credit where it's due. It's a pretty ingenious solution that isn't split times. Um, I do feel like it was a little bit backwards uh, because with splits, I know splits and split times in terms of a race are different things, but mm you could have very easily just created uh like you, you could have just created split times reintroduced split times and then augmented it uh slightly rather than doing a roundabout system um in order to re address that problem but then it's a thing that's already in the game then they kind of repurposed it instead of yeah I, that, that's why i'm saying i'll give it credit where it's enough. due uh, yeah. because they found a creative solution uh, to this problem. Uh, but that still doesn't change the fact that it's something that's absent that should be back. Uh, yeah. We're hoping we're hoping back, uh, but mm. not to be. Uh, but back to the main point is that with split times being in the game, um, Horizon Plus wouldn't exist. Now, with us unable to actually put split times back in that's when it opened the door to a lot more creative stuff and that's where we came up with things like the delta and going for a more tuna telemetry style route um than just being like an info panel um that's where that all spurred from so it's a almost symbiotic relationship that the community has with the game in the game has shortfalls uh, that inspires the best from the community but the community simultaneously shouldn't have to be doing so well because the game should be addressing those shortfalls in the first place it's weird to explain but you kind of see where i'm coming from right yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah i mean yeah it's uh i mean maybe that was purposely uh a missing feature to get us to be to to you know boost the community's ingenuity uh, but yeah, if they for took sure. out split times for that level, nah, if, for that level no of way. outcome, I'm straight up calling, like, like going onto a panel uh, that the dev team are on and asking them which one played five dimensional chess with interdimensional. Okay, time no, 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 no. I'm obviously <laughs> shit posting, but I, you, know, like, you, you get the idea. You get the idea. But I mean, we're gonna have it for FMA if we don't. I swear to God, if we don't have split times for FMA. But anyway, uh, let's assume we will. Uh, I wonder if Horizon Plus or uh, SimHub will get much use. As in, like, how much useful will it be? Because uh, FM8, uh, FM7 has replays, and in those replays you can see telemetry. And split times obviously ex do exist. And there's the differences between players and races in in feet or whatever, or in, you know what I mean, in distance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. English, thank you. Uh, in distance and in seconds. So I really do hope that you guys find a way to continue the development of um, 
of, of the of Simhub of, of Horizon well, Plus, or it's going to be Motorsport Plus, I guess. Well, luckily, um, one thing that I've noticed is that uh, it's mostly interchangeable. So, for instance, of course, H Plus was built for Horizon Five, mm -hmm. but I tested it on Horizon Four, and it works about ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Um, okay. There's just a couple of edge cases um, before you can call it a proper like cross-gen um, compatible. Uh, like, so for instance, like I'm not happy to call it and say it's compatible with Horizon Four until I know for a fact that every single thing works perfectly as intended on Horizon Four. Um, and the same goes to a degree, although to a lesser extent, uh, with Motorsport Seven because Motorsport Seven had that data export as well, didn't it? Um, yeah. and that saw less success. I had some issues with consistency and getting it working, uh, but it did show output. And I feel like it's going to be likely the same uh, when it comes to the new motorsport uh, in that data out will be there because of course it has to be by this point. People built rigs around this kind of stuff and custom inputs and not to mention the kind of micro um, like the micro community of content creators like TikTokers uh, who will do drag races uh, with a custom uh, rev limiters and dashes. Mm -hmm. um, that That's kind of a thing that blew up on social media for a while. Um, but I feel like uh, barring some maybe minor tweaks to how it's outputting, I do hope that we get a lot more data out, but even the current data we have now with some additions where the split times will hopefully be baked in like FM7 was, um, I'm hoping that we get uh, a little bit more uh, that way that can still work with stuff. I want to be in the position where uh, SimHub isn't required because the less that SimHub is required for data and things like that, the better the job the devs are doing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely. I actually wanted to, this is a bit off topic, but kind of came to me when we started talking about FM7 and FM8. Uh, I don't know if you guys see, uh, if you guys saw in the, um, what, what was it called? Accessibility video update. Uh, they showed that you can restart a run and it like starts from the last corner like in sim games. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be in the game, if, if that's a, if my eyes, you know, deceived me. Uh, but it seems that, like that's going towards this, the more sim-like experience. And I wonder if that's maybe a, a reason to maybe remove uh, Rewind. I don't know. That's kind of an interesting thing that I noticed that I, I don't think many people did, or maybe they did. It's just a per perceptive community. I don't know. It, it seems like a nice addition. There's not much to talk about it here, but you know, I figured. Also, I think we lagged for a bit. We're back. Nope. We're back. Okay. I mean, can we just say, though, on the whole, like before we touch upon things like that restart run, mm -hmm. um, can we just appreciate like the amount of work they're putting into accessibility? Like You, you can play the game blind. And then, for us, like we're we're thinking that, like, how can you play the game blind? That's like one of the core tenets of it. But the fact that they're putting so much work into accessibility and having the game truly be playable for everyone, 
Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. I think that's more of what we need to see across the board. Yeah. Definitely. The only thing that, that kind of... I feel like the accessibility update was, wasn't was very positively received. Uh, but I hope the devs don't attribute it to just people being negatively... Uh, just being negative towards uh, the whole concept of accessibility because it's not about them. Uh, but I think it was more like we weren't getting many updates about the game's development and then the mm. more the most amount of updates the most amount of information that we get about the game uh, in i think months maybe uh, we get in that video so just a little thought to maybe uh, explain yeah. why people were upset I, although i'm not in in everyone's head but that was my reason to be a little bit disappointed uh, but yeah I hope, I hope we get more. I hope we get uh, more. Lo- last thing we ever want the the message to be is that um, is that like the people complaining because of inclusion. No, far from it. In fact, the opposite. Everyone loves the efforts that are being put made being put into inclusion and making mm-hmm. sure everyone can play the game. Uh, as you said perfectly, there the the reason I think that they might have got negativity for it is because they want to actually know about the game that is accessible to them. Um, And that is something that has been lacking. We got more of representative footage of the game from, like, by proxy of this trailer, like, of this accessibility showcase, Mm -hmm. than we did a genuine, just straight-up gameplay showcase properly of what it looks like, what's representative of a gameplay experience. Like, you can infer stuff, uh, like you said, with the restart, the run, whether that means from the last corner or whether that means just like starting with a rolling start or something uh, on a completely different run to the start line. Yeah, I think uh, rolling start from like the last corner. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have to, of course, wait and see. But you can infer stuff. Um, and that is kind of the issue. We're inferring stuff. We're not being told anything. Um I'm hoping because we got the game showcase, and I know we mentioned this when we had Mars on the other episode. The Xbox showcase, right? Uh, we got the showcase, and we're pretty much guaranteed to get one more info and two a release date because it, it we're in that season where people are starting to quote unquote leak the release date. And Q4 when was you, it leaked? When you rumor? get uh, rumored leaked, it's all the same. Yeah. Um, what we see with that is that usually around this time uh, that this is also the time where we get a hard confirmation of the release date because people uh, simultaneously from the side of the players, we've been waiting long enough um, for more concrete info. And on the side of the devs, they want to get ahead of misinformation. They don't want people to run a headcanon of, say, it's coming in September, uh, when really they are going to announce later on that it's November, when people have already established this idea. They need to get ahead of it. Uh, That's why I'm pretty much confident uh, that we are going to finally get a release date on that showcase. Yeah, I really hope we do, because... uh... RH is soon going into off season, and we're, we're we've been planning the off season for a while now, and actually being able to know if we are gonna be putting out another season, if we're gonna uh, if we're gonna do another thing, maybe uh, 
like it's very difficult to plan for something that you don't know how, how much it's gonna last. Uh, so yeah. I do, yeah, I do hope we get some more information yeah. to to do some league band action here. Uh, <laughs> we're planning some, we're basically planning some one-off events, but uh, the one-off events are gonna accompany uh, a a running championship that's gonna be still bi-weekly, uh, which which I am not gonna leak. Uh, but it's gonna be, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be like a like a running no, no championships type of no yeah, type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna leak. It's gonna be like a running championship type of thing, and then uh, single events in between. You're gonna see. We have a lot of things planned. You'll see. We are it's cooking. It's gonna be amazing. We're cooking. We are cooking. We're, we are cooking. <laughs> I wanted to leak that from the start of the stream. I got. I even got uh, permission. Uh, from my fellow admins. So here you go. Uh, That's the leak. Just kind of like ending for. thoughts, though. Um, I this is the only time I'm going to say this. Ooh. I think if you if we want we want to talk about motorsport and we want to talk about getting the info out there, take a leaf out of Ubisoft's book with Motorfest. In terms of game content, have it under NDA. That's fine, mm. but. To get people to actually play the game, try it out, of course understand that it's in a beta and give their honest feedback. Make that that can be good for PR because you say like, hey, we're listening to everyone. Um, you can have like maybe like certain limits and bounds on that NDA. So you can maybe talk about people uh having a good or bad experience, but of course no specifics about the game. You can really pit the best of both worlds and i'm trying to put on both my corporate hat and us as the players hat uh when i say that things like public betas and test flights not only are a good two-way street to know that you're on the right track but they're also a really good way to actually like gauge like get proper interest get good uh get good insight and uh, garner a lot of confidence uh, because to say that, yeah, we're not fully ready yet, but we still want people to try it. We still want to make sure that we've got this absolutely nailed down. That speaks to your confidence in a product. The same way that like you go to a supermarket and pre-COVID, they used to let you try stuff. Like you, you had little <laughs> samples, right? Yeah, they did. That yeah. speaks to their confidence. It's like, hey, this cheese is absolutely banging. Try it right now. I bet you will buy it. And then you'll buy it. So you hear that? Clip it and ship it to turn 10. Mm. There we go. That's the <laughs> advice. That's what we need. Yep, clip it, ship it, but please don't unzip it. All right, on for it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fun. I, I, I do question sometimes why we don't do this weekly because this is just a lot, the way too yeah, much this fun. Has been fun. But time, you know, <laughs> time constraints. We would run out of things to say. Uh, no, nah, we, we won't. We, nah, we won't. Nah, we haven't even touched on Team Wars and Street Wars. What do you mean? We've got yeah. we, we, we foregore school emote. Okay, let's just, let's just, <laughs> shut, let's just it, shut me up. Yeah, it's been brilliant fun. Of course, um, make sure you check us out on, say, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Of course, if you're here in the live chat on Twitch, uh, great to have you here. Uh, awesome stuff that we get to do this. And, of course, check out our own content as well. We've got our main uh, cast, the main racing on Twitch every other Sunday. Uh, we're coming into round five in a week and a bit's time. And we've also got content on things like YouTube, instagram the like 
you don't want to miss it. There's plenty going on, and we're coming to the second half of the season, on Racing Haven at least, so you're going to want to stick around. But, boys, same time in two weeks or one? Same time, two weeks. Yes, same this time, time we, said it, we said it correctly. There <laughs> you go. We there learned. Go. It, it, it took only five episodes. There we go. Only five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> only five episodes. Time flies, wow. actually. Five episodes. There you go. Same time, two weeks? Same time, two, Same weeks. Time, two weeks. Take See care, folks. See you later. See you in a bit, guys.